Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There was this tweet um, by my next guest that was responded to by the Liberal Member of Parliament. Let me just read you the tweet. I'm the grandson of Holocaust survivors who thinks it shouldn't be too much to ask the Heritage Minister to say something, anything, about officials in his department funding an anti-Semite despite multiple warnings. Instead, the Parliamentary Secretary suggests I'm racist. The I'm is Michael Geist, professor at the University of Ottawa. And as I said, usually when we speak with Professor Geist, we talk about well, technology legislation like C-10 and C-11, uh, freedom of expression. Professor, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this situation, this case, is uh, really deserving of a great deal of national attention. What was your reaction when you, uh, you received that accusation that you're a racist for posting uh, what you did on Twitter? Yeah, I was totally shocked. Uh, you know, I frankly, obviously, like many, was shocked to learn that the government was funding this and to see that this was openly available and the due diligence hadn't been done. And I thought that it was appropriate for the heritage minister, Pablo Rodriguez, who has made online hate one of really the centerpieces of his legislative agenda and spoken about these issues regularly. And he provides oversight over the entire department. And when he had little to say and there were these kinds of connections, I tweeted several tweets that, that highlighted those connections and expressed sort of some surprise that he'd remained silent, um, which led this MP, Chris Biddle, uh, an MP from St. Catharines, to uh, apparently engage in a bunch of tweets, but ultimately leading to one saying that either I, w- I had hate on for Pablo Rodriguez or that suggested that I was racist because of the way that um, Minister Hussein looks. He's a uh, black uh, Somali uh, in origin. Uh, frankly, none of that ever crossed my mind. As you mentioned, I noted, you know, anti-Semitism um, is something I feel deep in my bones, given my own family's experience. I think many Canadians recognize just how awful it is. And the idea that you'd ask for an elected official who has that kind of oversight to, to say something struck me as pretty reasonable. Calling, suggesting that somehow I was racist for doing so was just far beyond the pale for any elected official, frankly, for anyone. It's really disturbing that that happened because uh, your tweet was very reasonable and it just expressed an expectation from the government and from the minister, which was, again, very reasonable. But I think sometimes when uh, governments and members of governments throw racists at an individual, they expect you, but immediately back off. And that was, I'm sure that was the intent of that tweet. I mean, that may well have been. I should note that, you know, Biddle got, got quite a response, I think, from many, saying that he quite clearly crossed the line. He proceeded about a day later to delete the tweet and issue an apology. Yet about a day after that, he spoke with the media and now said that he had been bullied by a bully. 
um, into this tweet, um, baited, he said, into this tweet. I'd never cited him or tagged him in a tweet. I don't follow him on Twitter. In fact, I've even muted his account for many months. And so the apology, I must admit, rings a bit hollow when he says he apologizes for calling me, suggesting I'm a racist, and turns around and instead suggests I'm a bully uh, for having raised these issues. I hadn't seen that. <laughs> that's uh, really, uh, well, it's an interesting situation, manipulating a situation. Uh, what are you, are you going to continue with uh, with this with him, or are you going to let it go? Well, I haven't had, I hadn't wanted to deal with him for many months. There were a number of exchanges that I thought. Um, frankly, left me left me feeling uncomfortable with the exchanges with with uh, Chris Biddle, and you know he's entitled to his view. I believe I'm entitled to mine, and you know I I, I want to ensure that as many Canadians as possible know about the various tech issues that you mentioned. This is an area that I don't typically wade into, but um, anti-Semitism it seems to me is something that we all ought to be speaking on. And it struck me as so odd for a member of parliament to essentially defend not speaking out. I mean, surely, as, as Anthony Housefather, the liberal MP, noted, all MPs from all parties should be taking a stand and speaking out on this issue. Yeah, Michael Levitt, former liberal MP, who's the head of the Simon Wiesenthal Center in, uh, in Toronto, uh, expressed his, well, his concern that it was Jewish MPs who were speaking out, and his former colleagues in the Liberal Party were not initially. And now the Prime Minister is saying, let's make sure that we don't have this sort of situation recur, and another Maruf uh, slipped through the cracks. And I've been saying, this wasn't a case of slipping through the cracks. We had multiple federal ministries involved, handing out hundreds of thousands of dollars in the way of grants to an organization that consisted of two people, and the leader of which, arguably, is the leader, uh, is, uh, is a demonstrated, clearly, uh, the evidence is right there, He's a, he's a racist anti-Semite. So it's not a question of cracks. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I mean, the evidence was there. And so obviously there was a major screw-up uh, and one that should never be repeated. And we need to have an understanding as to how this happened in the first place. I must admit that, you know, the government's response has really surprised me. This, You know, it's, it's one thing to make a mistake. It should clearly never happen. But it seems to me once it once it has happened, you have to take ownership of it. You have to make it clear that you know you're going to investigate yourself uh, to understand how it happened. Make it clear that the funds are going to get cut off. It's never going to happen again, and that you take a strong stand against anti-Semitism. And you have to do that vocally in a united way. And for whatever reason, it took a long time to start to see cabinet members and other leaders really speaking out. As you mentioned, it seemed to fall to some of the Jewish MPs, like Anthony Housefather, to do so. And I, I put out a post in which I noted that if it only, or if it's predominantly Jewish MPs that speak out the, and, and others are remaining silent, it sends a message that anti-Semitism is a Jewish concern, it's not a broader societal concern. And I think that's, that's quite clearly the wrong message to be sending. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.